Hey everyone, welcome back to another Book Sounds Book Reviews. I'm Tracy. I know I'm Eric. If you're hearing my voice, you know what that means. Eric has the book review. What do we got today, Eric? Uh, so the, the book for today is called The Five Day Weekend. Nice. And this book is by Nick Halick and... It is co-authored by Gary Gunderson, which is, oh. it, we did a book review of him previously, I believe, on this podcast. Yeah, didn't right? we have like four books? Yeah, yeah, actually, it was, that was the, if everybody remembers, if they listened to the four book review where the four books were pretty much the same, that was the author. So this book is unique and in the sense that, I, so, I mean, I guess reading by the title, Tracy, do you, can you imagine what a five day weekend book would be about well i mean for me it sounds like a holiday weekend but i'm gonna say it sounds like weekend that has oh i thought you would have gotten i thought you would have gotten a lot closer to that you are completely not wrong so this book is kind of like a it's a combination between a personal finance book and a business book business building book and it basically outlines the idea of how you can build a business and take the money from the business with your personal finances to enable you to have a career where you can have a five-day weekend. And oh, nice. the idea behind it is is that, so I don't, this book resonated with me because the way our life is built right. is basically what they're talking about in this book. I don't have yep. a five-day weekend, but there's no That's reason why of... I couldn't have a five-day weekend yep. if I chose to. So. But I have this problem where I actually enjoy working, so I don't need a five-day weekend well, because I like going to work. basically having a five-day weekend coming up, though. Right. So. When, when we want to have a five-day weekend, we have a five-day weekend. But other if we don't have a f- something going on, right? I'm happy with just going to work because I enjoy working. So, so I really, really like the way this book covers both aspects of that. Because it teaches you how to build a business, but then also takes you and says, okay, once you have money from the business, this is how you want to build your life in the background right. so that you know you can effectively live and, and save for retirement. It's like a full gamut of – it's more like a this is how you should build your life rather than, than build your business. Right. Which is very appealing to me. And that's where the Garrett Gunderson aspect of this book comes in. He's actually not a very big part of this book. I don't okay. even know why they made him technically a co-author because he almost writes nothing. But they mentioned about a lot of his personal finance strategies. And, okay. it, that, and that's where he, he comes Is in. Is that why you picked this up? Because of Garrett Gunderson? Or did you just end up finding um, this book? You know what? Then- I think... So I believe this book was, again, a half-price books find. Oh, okay. And the name of the book just jumped out at me. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, Garrett Gunderson. And then I thought, oh, and ironically, I know that name too, so I'll, I'll definitely pick this out. So, but, so the general concept of this book I loved, and when I started reading it, I don't know if you remember this, but when we were flying from Cartagena to Bogota is when right. I first started. I read this oh, book almost okay. all the way on the airport plane. Oh, was, wow. So that's, that's uh, on the flight. Pretty like, quick read then. No, 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 no. I didn't oh. finish it by the time we were off the oh, airport. Oh, okay. Okay. Because I was going to say that. But I finished it by the time we left Bogota. But um, but in, it got me really excited because I loved the concept of what this book was. Right. By the end of the book, it had kind of lost me a little bit. Okay. And the main 
reason that it had lost me was because the way that this book is written, it kind of it kind of has that philosophy of, you know, if your business isn't doing a million dollars a month in sales, oh. it's not a real business yeah. type concept. You can't if you're gonna start a business, you have to you have to get to this level before it really even right. matters to have a business. And yep. I completely disagree with that philosophy. Yep. And I think that by people teaching that philosophy in business, it's a it's a it's a tragedy. It is. Be- because you're you're setting the expectations for what people have to achieve to have success in this. Right. To a place where most people statistically most businesses don't Aren't ever gonna... get to that level. Uh-huh. And for for them to lecture you that you have to get to this level or you don't have a real business, I think that's a tragedy. Right. Because my business has is not it's not enormous. It's right. the sales figures are not astonishing. But yet for the last 13 years, that has been the primary way that we've funded our lifestyle. Right. And for all intents and purposes, like I look around at the people around me and I see their lifestyle and I compare it to my lifestyle and I like my lifestyle a lot better. I do too. And we're able to do the five-day weekend if we want. Right. And it's because the business – I mean – the business gives you more than money. It gives you the flexibility to do the things. And, yep. and they talk about that in this book. But it's also just, it's kind of setting that expectation that, that you know, if your business isn't doing seven figures in sales in a year, right. well, you're never going to reach this. Well, I can tell right. you, I, there's been very few years that I've hit seven figures worth of sales in my business. And exactly what they're talking about in this book, I do. All the time. So basically, if somebody reads this book, they need to go in there open-minded and say, okay, you know what? I can do this and still have less sales. Because honestly, like you said, you do less in sales and we're able to do uh, pretty much all of, of this. And you like your business. Not that people can't like their business and do however many figures. But I mean, honestly, they're they're kind of limiting it in, in this book. Well, in I, I guess so. Here, here's this is where I kind of get conflicted because I'm me, and I don't know the way everybody right. else is. No, when I, you typically read a business book, mm-hmm. this is a very common thing. Yeah, they say I, in I seem to have, books. have heard this it, as well. It, yeah, it like seems. that. They're always like when they're teaching you how to start a business, they're never teaching you how to start a business. A simple. You know, get yeah. off the ground type business. Right. It's and, always shooting for the stars. Right. And they're always like, how are you going to uh, sell it or or whatever? You know, what's your what's your strategy and all that? And it's like, but what if I want a, a small or, or medium sized business? And but it's always like, oh, well, who are you going to get to buy it? And who how, how big are you going to get it? And yeah. And this right. Is- and and that isn't unique to this book. I think that right. most business books are written in that way, and it drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. It, it literally does drive me nuts right. because because that philosophy, I would have never started a business. Right. Because that philosophy is too much risk for me 
in my head. Like there, there's right. so many businesses out there that people start that I know, even though I've been an entrepreneur for 13 years, I would never be able to start that business because I just can't wrap my head around the risk associated with it. It's too much for me. Right. Like you never took out any loans and a lot right. of them are saying, oh, take out X amount of loans. And right. Blah, 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 and blah. yeah, like I, for the, I mean- I have since started using credit for my business, but for the first right. 10 years of my credit, my business, I never that borrowed any scary. money. I never borrowed any money. And I think if I couldn't have done that, I don't know if I would have ever started a business. So if, if you would have looked at me and said, to start the business I have today, you need to take out a loan for $500,000 from a bank Mm-mm. and just hope that you can make it go. In I probably 20s, just would have never started that business. I would have, I you would have know? been so scared. No way. And- and this has always been a big stickler mm-hmm. for me with with the business community. Right. Um, at one point in time, I got like I decided I need to really, really like, you know, I need to get around business owners, and I need to, you know, oh right, you know, I need to we find this world and 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 be a part of this world so I can benefit from it. And that was the first thing I ever noticed is is that. I would go, like, I remember the first thing I ever went to, I, I don't think it exists anymore, but they had a convention here in town called ConnectorCon. And it was all, all right. about entrepreneurs and starting businesses. And you would just go and sit and listen to speakers talk and stuff. And I went to this thing and I listened to a bunch of speakers. And they all just talked about how, you know, the path to your first $1 million in revenue oh, and wow. stuff like that. And I was just like... You're like, uh, the, first million dollars, what? Right. And I so I went to the all these conventions. I went to all these speakers and they're all talking like this, right? Then they brought in somebody from the state of Wisconsin's workforce development or something. And they did a presentation about how um, Wisconsin has like some of the lowest numbers of people starting businesses of all the states in the country. Wow. But... The businesses in Wisconsin have a higher success rate than than the rest of the country too. Way more businesses in other other and other states right. fail. And basically, what she was proposing was that people in the in Wisconsin for some reason have a very frugal mindset. Okay, oh, just like you. Yep. Right. So so it makes sense that I would have this because yep. I'm from Wisconsin. But but um, but they basically said that that um. That they need to find ways in the state of Wisconsin to get more frugal people to be willing to take the risk to start a business. And I was just sitting there like, but if, I wanted to raise my hand and said, but there, if you taught people that they didn't have to start the next plexus in Appleton, there'd be a lot more people that would start businesses. But right. that's not what they teach. Right. Like, if they're successful because they're frugal, then... You don't want you them have to, to start embrace that. Big. You have to like teach people how they can start frugal be- businesses because yeah. it is possible. There is a term and it's called bootstrapping. Yeah, and bootstrapping a business means you don't take financial risk to start your business. You figure out a way to do it with your own money, and you may grow slower, but you grow but, into ew. a place. And I went off on a big diatribe there, but basically what I'm saying is is that I feel like. People that b- read businesses b- business books, they want to be taught because they all want to have the next Amazon.com or the next Plexus oh, right. or the next Kimberly Clark, whatever big business you think of. That's where all their heads are at. Right. And that's where I feel like a mutant because my head – I've never wanted a Kimberly Clark. I've right. never wanted a big business yeah, like I don't, that. I'm, I'm just very simple. I just would want 
I just want something that, you know, can pay side things and whatever. So I guess what I'm saying is, is with this book, you might love this book if you, because the only hang up I had with this book was the fact that Mm -hmm. I felt like everything he was talking about was real big. Right. And, and that was a struggle for me because I'm like, I feel like the perfect person that wants a five day weekend revenue is not that huge of a factor that to them. Mm-hmm. They just want to be able to live the life they want to live. Right. And they might need to make more money than we do because they might want to have a more lavish lifestyle than right. we do. Maybe they have but, kids and we don't have kids. But right, but the focus is not on how big your business goes. It's a, it's about how right. you you live your life and yep. and and just Carrying on with this diatribe, there's there's a term out there that that they use when talking about starting a business, and there's generally people start a lifestyle business. Oh yeah, and then people start like a growth mindset business or something. I don't know what the other technical term is. Mm-hmm. And typically, most people choose the non lifestyle business, right? And I have reflected on this on on a lot of times. And from what I understand. What a lifestyle business is. A lifestyle business is building a business that works for your life. Uh-huh. Now, people will ask me all the time, or they'll say to you like, well, Eric, you know, you, do, you have a lifestyle business. That's different. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, every time somebody says that to me, I look at it and I'm like. You say it like a dirty term. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and on top of that is like, why would you build a business that isn't a lifestyle business? Like. Because the way I see it, the way this basically is designed is a lifestyle business is a business that fits into your life. Yeah. Why? The other business is a, a business that controls your life. Now, yeah. who the hell wants to have a business that's controlling their life? Yeah, I don't want something to control you know, my life. But like, what's the motivation there? And and so, anyways, but that's just like a diatribe that I feel about this is that that. Every business should be a lifestyle business. If you're going to start a business, you should yeah. fit it, make it fit your life. Because, I mean, in my life so far as a business owner, that's been the number one thing. Right. We've been able that, to That's go the number one advantage to being a business owner is that you can exactly. build it the way you want your life to be. Right. So, anyways. But, I mean, on that side, so to kind of get back more on the book is... So this book just walks you through. This guy did exactly that. He built businesses and and now he just has this streamlined life where it's it's like you, you know our life to be. He can take time off when he wants. He he just mm-hmm. can do whatever he, he wants. If he gets tied up into a new hobby, he can spend more time on that hobby and ignore nice. these other things because those things kind of run themselves. And this book just outlines that formula that he used to build that strategy. Very nice. So it is a very interesting book. But again, like I was just really hung up on that fact of, yeah, like I wish this book was written from a more, you know, small set so that people that, that or or if it showed both of both sides, at least because, because, you know, some people do want a, a big business and some people want a small business so here's right here's examples for both of you and 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 it's not anything because the guy that wrote this book went big right you know and he was teaching what he knew 
Exactly, which is understandable. You know, yeah. here's what I know. So unfortunately, I can't show you what I don't know. But maybe this is what it would be if you, if you were smaller. This is what it was when I was smaller, kind of thing. But, but unfortunately, this is what he did, and and that's kind of a bummer because you know you could do this with a smaller business, and you know, and that's kind of a bummer that people don't know that that you right. can do it with a smaller business. Because, obviously, you know you can do it with a smaller business. Yeah. I mean, it's just, to me, it's kind of deflating because, like, when they, uh, when they, when they talk about, like, you, like, well, you're going to need seven figures worth of revenue, you know? Yeah, well, you don't really. <laughs> like, like, that seems so far out in so many, there's probably, like, I mean, the percentage of, of, of small businesses that reach that plateau yeah. Isn't probably not that high. Right. And and that's just a tr- tragedy to make you think like you have to get there or you haven't made it. Right. You know, and like I teach I teach business classes through the local university and I've had a, I had a student once who who basically told me that that I mean he was gonna be a truck driver and he told me that that to really make money in the truck driving business, you had to have over 50, 50 trucks in your fleet or something like That's that. That's a lot. And I'm like, and I'm like, dude, I'm you I, start like, small. I understand that I don't know anything about the trucking industry. I fully understand that. But, but I also sure? <laughs> know that, that there are a number of drivers that operate one vehicle independently and make a right. great living from it. So, if you're going to tell me that you have to have 50 trucks to be able to make money, that yeah. doesn't – I'm sorry. I just can't, I can't believe that around it. because this guy's over here with one truck doing it. Right. You know, and yeah. and it's like – It's like you want to get a second opinion, sir, in, maybe. In-, in his mind, he had to get to – Yeah. Before he would have success, he had to go from his one truck to 50 trucks. Yeah, and, and it's, that's it's, a lot to do, man. It's kind of like books like this, where it's like you have to have this, and and, and you, you know, and it's like I tried to teach him, like I kept telling him over and over again, you need to look at the closest goal you want to get to, right, and figure out what is the thing you can do to get to that goal right. the fastest. And that's the biggest thing. You have to start small. Always start small build up right and you don't need to you know don't need to go big right away and and that's the thing with this five-day weekend don't go big right away maybe you can get to where this guy is but you don't need to and you can just get to to a a business with figures like yours and and yeah and so through the time i finally got this person to tell me you know that goal and that goal was that he wouldn't have to drive a truck anymore he would have drivers driving the truck and i'm like so what you need to do now is think about how can i get to that goal right and not worry about the fact that you want to be, be down here with 50 trucks in, at some point in time right because you can sit here and say i'm going to get to 50 trucks at all times but if you're not making incremental steps you're never ever in a million right. years going to get there and 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 just the fact that his mentality was built that way, right? I felt that that was a tragedy and that was a problem with our society because yeah. that shouldn't be the way it should be. 
I think be- everything in our society is just bigger, better. Right. It, well, and that's the thing is, is that, I mean, I think where his mindset came from this was that he was talking to somebody that owned a trucking company yep. that had 50 trucks and that, you know, the, the truck driver said, oh, you really start making money when you get to 50 yep. trucks or whatever. And you get but, one idea in your head. You really need to do some research. Talk to more than one person. Well, and, and it's not that that guy was wrong, but it's right. the same thing with, as like, with this book. Is that this guy took this path and hit that and higher level? It may you know, have been. he was doing amazing things, but it would just be better if when he you could teach it. He doesn't do a good job of teaching because I don't think he went from starting a business to a million dollars in revenue. There was a whole bunch of incremental steps that he took in that process. And that's not outlined in this book. Yeah. It just tells you to do this and then you'll get to a million dollars. Right. Which is just, in my opinion, it's a defeatist attitude. In the fact that I think it was a tragedy that this person thought, you know, like his end goal was to get to this 50 truck goal. Because that's what he felt like he had to do. And it was like, you don't have to do that. You have to look at what you want in your life and figure out what the next incremental step is. Because I guarantee you, no matter what that guy said that has 50 trucks, he's telling you that because he's got 50 trucks now. Yeah. But he didn't 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 go from zero to 50 trucks in a year. He did a whole lot before There was a whole bunch of incremental steps from that to get up to that point. This guy didn't just go to five-day weekend by... Yeah. By this and yeah. So, and it's the same thing with this is that, that I just feel like this book didn't do a good yeah, job. It just of, skipped all his steps or uh, half of, of his showing steps. you, yeah. you know, like somebody that is just making, I don't know, let's just say you're, you're a single guy at 20 years old and you're making $30,000 a year and you read mm-hmm. this book. I feel like it's going to fall, you kind of come miss. across as out of reach for you. Yeah. Because it, in many instances, it is because you don't have the experience to see all those steps you have to take to get to where he got. Right. So and he doesn't might, do a good job of outlining that in the book. So there might be bits and pieces of this book that seem good, but then all of a sudden you're like, you start to get excited and you're like, well, I don't even know how to get there. Right. So, yeah, I completely get that. So I guess I'll do the number rating in a minute, but. The biggest two takeaways I want to take for people with this book is is that it's magnificent Mm -hmm. because it combines personal finance with starting a business. So if you're in the world of wanting to start a business, I think it does a great job of combining those two to show you how to build a full solution in your life, which I think is brilliant. But if you are like me and you don't subscribe to the I want to have this huge mega company i feel like it 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 loses a lot of its pizzazz from that so basically read it for the right reasons get into it knowing that there's gonna be big business talk and that it might kind of skip a few steps and all that good jazz yeah i mean and if you're the person that wants to have the next plexus right this might be a great book for you that's just not me yeah and i also think that maybe 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 I'm just weird in the sense that I read business books and maybe most of the people fit this mindset that reads business books. I but think I you'd feel, be surprised. But I feel like like a couple tweaks to this book 
maybe someday I'll write my own version of this. I was going to say, you can read, or you can write one. Would be brilliant, but this one just fell short in a couple ways for me. Yeah. So with that, I think... I think this is might actually be the lowest rated book I'm going to give because I think I'm going to give this book like a 3.5. Ouch. But I feel like it was a couple tweaks. Right. It could have shot up to, you know, like very, very high because I was very, very, totally very excited about the yeah, concept it's of like, the book when it's like, I started oh, it. Oh, it started. Uh... But once I got done with it, I was kind of like, eh, whatever. Yeah. And in the other, other part of it too is, is that, again, like like I said, this book was co-authored with Gary Gunderson. And right. It does have a lot of his concepts in it. And I wonder if I hadn't already known Gary Gunderson's right. concepts, then how much maybe. more electrifying this book would have right. been. Because, right. because they weren't new to you. and Because it would have been brand new to me. Yeah. And, and Gary Gunderson's concepts really, really, really resonate with yep. me. They're they're simple. They're just way way out of the box. Yeah, and I that's what I look for when I read right. stuff like this. So this book might have been infinitely better had I not known those concepts yeah. already going in. Right, it. right. So yeah, it's understandable for your for your writing. So. Yeah. So cool. That's the five day weekend. Cool. Totally understand. Well, do you have anything else that you'd like to add? To that. I don't think so. I'm sure that I've left things out of my notes because I didn't really read my notes, but but that's okay. Because I think that yeah. I th- I think that anybody that listens to this podcast will they'll either take their you know they'll say maybe that's not the book for me or or yeah it could basically, be basically a- I I mean I t- I've told you the one stickling point and I think a lot of people out there aren't going to be stuck on that point because that they want right. to hear that I just don't want to hear that because that's not an ambition of mine right. So, right. Cool. Well, if you guys want to hear anything more from this podcast or from our sister podcast, Stigmas and Open Wounds, you can hit up stigmasandopenwounds.com. Or if you'd like to give us an email, you can hit us up at stigmasandopenwounds at gmail.com. And you can find us at Instagram and Facebook. And we'll probably be back in about two weeks. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye.